Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code. And this week's episode comes from the road, folks. I am in San Antonio at the NFPA convention, where we're at the NITMAMs or CAMs or however you'd like to say it. Uh, And so we're doing the final touches, polishing off the 2020 National Electrical Code. Uh, and, you know, of course, you're going to have a couple things that still might change a little bit. We vote on Thursday, uh, so uh, there still could be a few changes. Uh, but for the most part, we're just, uh, the ink is still just a little bit wet, but it's drying. And so we probably will have the, the changes done. And then, of course, it goes to the correlating committee, and they'll look at anything they need to correlate. And then we're looking for a soon and a late third or fourth quarter this year, we'll have the I believe we'll have the NEC come out, uh, the 2020 edition. So, uh, but today's episode, I wanted to talk about a, a change, and there's quite a few changes in the 2020. Uh, very impactful changes to how you do things, uh, from GFCI applications to whole house AFCI, which is still yet to be voted on. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but one significant change, well, two really significant changes took place in service entrance. Uh, and services, I guess I should say, service in uh, in Article 230. Now, 230 has been kind of benign for a while, not a lot of big changes, but uh, we do have some significant changes that are taking place here in uh, Article 230. And so we figured we were down here, we would go on and kind of give you a little bit of a flavor of of two changes that are going to take place. Now, we're all familiar with the concept of the six disconnect rule. Um, You're probably all familiar with it. You can have uh, two to six service six and X shall be permitted for each service that are permitted in 230.2. Court 230.2 tells us you bring one service to a building, although if some other conditions apply, you can have more than one. So in this case, we can have two to six service disconnects uh, for each service. And so the two to six disconnect rule didn't go away, but the ability to have a service enclosure with six separate disconnects in it is going away. Um, So it's one of those things where uh, they argued that bringing power into a panel board, let's say, with with six individual two-pole breakers, let's say, did meet the previous six disconnect rule, uh, but the problem was is you really couldn't kill power to it. Now I'd argue, even if you had a service disconnect outside a single, that you still can't kill power to it. It's coming from the meter, through the meter, and actually to the line side of the, of the, of the panel, even if you did have a main disconnect. But at any rate, uh, that was kind of the argument. So the six disconnect rule as we know it, that we've grown up with, that I've had in the code for years, is going away. Now we'll talk about what's changing with it here in a second, but just want you to understand that there is still a two to six disconnect rule, if you will. Uh, there's still a 230.71. It's just now a 230.71A and a B. A deals with the general application, which is telling you, look, each service shall have only one uh, disconnection means, unless, of course, it meets the requirements of 230.71B. And, of course, the B is the one that's two to six service disconnection means. So you have one unless you meet this, the allowances in uh, B of this new 
uh, section. Uh, another thing to remember is that we now do get kind of a list of what's not to be considered uh, service disconnection means. Uh, and so that's what A is kind of dealing with, other than the fact that there is a charging statement. And then, of course, there's the general. And then, of course, there's the two to six disconnect uh, service disconnection means rule uh, that we've got here. Uh, so we'll kind of just look at it. So I'm going to read the code for you. Uh, and uh, if you're going to look it up yourself, uh, it's based on SR7901. Of course, if you have an NFP account, there's free, and you can go on and go to the um, TerraView if you have that available, and you can see these changes as well. Uh, kind of going to give you an idea what they look like before they're actually here. But let's go ahead and read it. So, and again, I'm on the road, so the audio might not be as good as normal. So again, I apologize, but I wanted to give you kind of a flavor of a change, get you kind of used to something that's coming in 2020. I've done this with other episodes, so I want to kind of, we're so close now. We're really getting there. So I can kind of bring some of these changes out to you. All right, 230.71 says the maximum number of disconnects. Okay, so that's the whole rule in 230.71, and it's broken into an A and a B. Uh, it starts out with a charging statement here. It says each service shall have only one disconnecting means unless the requirements of 230.71B are met. So there's going to be some allowances in B for you to have those two to six. But if you don't meet those allowances in B, then you're going to have one service, uh, one disconnection means for each service, period. Now, it does go on to say... Um, general, for the purpose of this section, okay, in section B, 230.71, that's B the section, it says disconnecting means installed as part of listed equipment and used solely for the following shall not be considered a service disconnecting means. And so you've got four items here. One is power monitoring systems, okay? So if you have a disconnection means it's installed as part of a power monitoring system and it is not to be considered a service disconnection means. Uh, surge protective devices. So if I have a disconnection means uh, for this uh, as part of a listed equipment for the sole purpose uh, for the following, which is again surge protecting device, uh, it shall not be considered a service disconnection means. Uh, third is a control circuit for a ground fault circuit uh, protection system. And then, of course, fourth one is power operable service disconnection means. Okay, so power operable uh, service disconnecting means. All right, now, what we want to dig into the most here is the significant change when it comes to the six disconnect rule. So that is the two to six. So it starts out by saying, Two to six service disconnects shall be permitted for each service permitted by 230.2. Okay, so we're all familiar with what 230.2 does, what it tells us, gives us the different allowances in 230.2, uh, where it says the number of services. So I could have a service under a special condition. Uh, it, it starts out here saying you can only have one service unless you're permitted in 230.2A through D. Okay, well, if I have a special condition, I can have a separate service for, you can have the building service, and I can have a separate service to this building for fire pump, uh, emergency systems, legally required standby systems, optional standby systems, 
parallel power production systems, you know, those type of things. Um, and then it says, well, what if it's a special occupancy? In other words, I have a, uh, by special permission, generally written by the authority having jurisdiction who puts that in writing, it says additional services shall be permitted for either of the following. Multi-occupancy buildings where there's no available space for service equipment accessible to all applicants. Uh, okay, excuse me, all occupants. So it's just not a room. It's a multi-story building. It facilitates me having more service equipment or more services, I should say. Uh, and then, of course, the other one is a single building or other structure su sufficiently large that makes two or more services necessary to supply the load. So the utility in that area could be very limited in what it can supply. So it might require this building to be so large that it takes multiple services to supply this building. Okay. And of course, you have capacity requirements uh, where the capacity required in is excess of 2,000 amps at a supply voltage of 1,000 volts or less. Then, of course, uh, if that's the case, then I can have multiple services if I have a capacity limitation. Okay. So that's just kind of, and of course, you have the different characteristics and what have you as well. If there's different voltages, frequencies, phases, or whatnot, then I could have a separate service. That means like having a 12208 and a 12240, each one being brought to the building, two separate service because we have two different characteristics. Characteristics being different, being voltages, that type of thing. Uh, it also applies to fret could have a three phase and a single phase to a building, uh, and that's one of the allowances. Okay, so back to what we were talking about. So under the, the um, two to six disconnection means, it's allowing me to have those additional services I can have two to six disconnects are permitted for each service, for each service, okay, that is permitted by 230.2, okay, or for each set of service entrance conductors permitted by 230.40 exception number one, three, four, or five. And I like to focus on one, and that is where I might have... Uh, once I have the drop at the building and it comes down to the meter locations, as long as service conductors stay on the outside of the building, then they can go around the building. And when they finally penetrate into the back of a panel that's inside of a piece of inside of one of the units, uh, in that point there, then it hits uh, a main breaker, if you will, and I'm okay to have that application. Okay, now. So again, reading that, it says the two to six service disconnects shall be permitted for each service permitted by 230.2 or for each set of service entrance conductors permitted by 230.40 exception one, three, four, and five. Okay. Now it says the two, two to six service disconnection means shall be permitted to consist of a combination of any of the following. Okay, why is this important? So we'll read it up at this point. So even if I have the allowance to apply this rule in 230.40 exception one, for example, where as long as I come in, hit meters, and then I come out, I'm still dealing with service conductors now. They're not feeders yet. And now I'm going around the outside of the building and I'm going to penetrate into uh, a unit at that point. All right, so once I do that, it used to be a long time ago that we could do a, you could have up to as many as six two-pole breakers, for example, in there, and that would meet the six disconnect rule. Well, that has changed. So now within a single enclosure, you can't have six 
individual two-pole breakers, for example, if that's what we're talking about, uh, say 120-240, you could not have that in there and meet the six disconnect rule. They're going to force you now to have a main breaker, okay? Now, that, that, that could be happening a lot of different ways. I mean, that could be a panel on the outside. You could have a single disconnect on the outside, and then it continues over to four conductors as it extends into the building to a remote distribution panel, not changing. Uh, that application is fine. It's just really pushing you to have that main service disconnect. Okay, so let's read it. So now it says the two to six service disconnection means that we just talked about what's permitted in those applications in 230.2 for each service, uh, and it's permitted by 230.2, and for each set of service entrance conductors that's permitted by 230.40 in exception 1, 3, 4, and 5. Now, how do we deal with this 2 to 6 service disconnection means? Here's what, and remember, it says shall be permitted to consist of a combination. Remember the rule, general rule, is you only have one disconnection means. But we're going to allow you to have the 2 to 6 by using this rule, but you've got to meet all the caveats. The very first one, it says, okay, well, you know what? As long as there's a separate enclosure with a main service disconnect mean in each enclosure. So you see what I'm saying? That old picture that we always used to use in all of our textbooks and things where we, we had the service coming into the lugs, kind of like a main lug only scenario. And then I'm using this panel. Very common in commercial applications, in, in, uh, uh, in uh, industrial applications, where I'm going to have six large breakers in there. The problem with that is you don't have any overcurrent protection. You have no way of cutting anything off on the line side. It's it, They thought it created a hazard. So um, I don't know how much of a hazard because, to be honest with you, even if you have a main, main breaker, it's still going to be live on the line side of it, so I don't know. But anyway, um, the concept here is at least you can cut power off and kill power to the bus. So if you have separate enclosures, and again, you can have two to six of them, uh, and they'll be grouped in the, still have your grouping requirements. That's in 230.72. Uh, but they could be up to six of them, and they would be in separate enclosures. Okay, pretty common on a strip mall application, so that's not, that one's kind of okay. That was one way to do it. Uh, and in the past, again, you could have hit one enclosure with six breakers in there. You can't do that anymore. The next one says, okay, well, panel boards with the main service disconnection means in each panel board enclosure. Okay, so this is the one that's going to tell you that even if I use a 230.40 exception number one and I run service conductors around the side of the building uh, and I still hit a panel board, uh, I'm still going to need a main service disconnection means in each panel board enclosure. Now, you're also going to see a change that's taking place with what we call an emergency disconnect, if you will, on the service side that also could serve as your service disconnection. I mean, we'll look at that in a second uh, when we get through this one, because that is another significant change to the NEC. Uh, but here again, it's reminding you that panel boards. Now, I don't know, to be honest with you, um, I'd have to look and see whether or not this was correlated with 408.36, I am not sure. So let me see if it is. 
All right, and it looks like it did. So they got rid of the exception number one, which said individual protection should not be required for a panel board used as service equipment with multiple disconnection means in accordance with 230.71. So good news is if you're going to make that change, it looks like it was tidied up, and that's the beauty of correlating, and it looks like everybody did a good job if that's what they were trying to do with it. So long story short, it doesn't mean that the main lug onlys are going away. There's still an allowance, okay, for that in 408.36 exception number one. It's now it's the new exception number one because the old one went away. So there's still some allowances. There's still going to be a main lug only application, obviously for feeder applications, okay? It's just not something you're going to do for services, okay? But there's still an application for those type of panel boards. All right. So basically, it's telling me every panel board, if you're going to meet this two to six disconnection means rule, that you're going to have uh, a main service disconnection means. Uh, the next one, number three, it says switchboards, where there is only one service disconnection uh, disconnect in each separate vertical section, where there are barriers separating each vertical section. Okay, so I'm allowed to go to the switchboards, and it looks to me that when I'm dealing with switchboards, it says where there is uh, where there is only one service disconnect in each separate vertical section. So I'm still going to have a service disconnect in each vertical section um, where there are barriers that are actually separating each section. So if I have four sections. I can have a main breaker in one section, a main breaker in another section, main breaker in another section, main breaker in another section. Uh, the two to six disconnect rules still going to apply, but here it's saying, okay, I'm going to let you have them in those vertical sections. Okay, All right. So there's only one service disconnection means in each separate vertical section. So that's allowed for you to do that application, and it helps out the people that deal with the switch switchboards. Uh, it's very common. Uh, to come into this application and have a six disconnect rule and not have those separations in in, uh, in big switchboards and things like that, or it's even in switch gear. So uh, this is going to give them some direction on what they expected to do. But each vertical section that has a barrier that separates each section can have only one service disconnect in each separate vertical section. Uh, and then lastly, number four. It says service disconnects in switch gear or metering centers where each disconnect is located in a separate compartment. Okay, so we have that change. So, I mean, the two to six rule is still going to apply. It's just all about making sure that each separate compartment or each uh, vertical section really only has one service disconnection means okay that's kind of the the driving focus here now we do have two informational notes now the first informational notes i believe did say c6408.36 but it, they marked it out right uh and basically just says meter metering centers are addressed in ul67 standard for panel boards okay um and then of course informational num note number two says examples of separate enclosures with a main service disconnection mean in each enclosure include but are not limited to motor control centers, 
fuse disconnects, circuit breaker enclosures, and transfer switches that are suitable for the use as service equipment. So supposedly they're gonna give you some examples of separate enclosures with a main service disconnection means in each enclosure, okay? Uh, and so these are just kind of, kind of some examples. So the biggest takeaway for me and you is that, that that service that comes in and hits that one big enclosure uh, cabinet, if you will, that has six breakers in it. You can't do that anymore and meet the, the two to six disconnect rule. You have to have a main breaker, okay? Um, and the only other way to do that is any other parts of these other rules, if it's a switchboard or it's switch gear, you have to have separate vertical sections for switchboards and you have to have separate uh, compartments with only one service disconnect each in those compartments. And then, of course, then you'll still be held to the two to six disconnect rule. Okay, But now it's just telling you they kind of got to be separated out. All right. So that's the one change that I think is probably a significant uh, because there's a lot of people that utilize that six disconnect rule and they're thinking you're going to hear people say, well, the six disconnect rule went away. It, it didn't go away. It just changed how you utilize it. In other words, I still can't have more than six disconnects grouped in one location. However, they can't be all in one enclosure. So that's a change uh, that took that's taking place in the 2020. Um, the next big change that I can think of for 230 is surge protection. Now, surge protection is an important thing with all of the sensitive electronics that we have in a, in a dwelling today, uh, from uh, the smart refrigerators to the smart washing machines and dryers and all this. Uh, you know, I live in Texas and we get a lot of storms, a lot of surges, and it tears up a lot of equipment. So there's a big call to install type one, type two uh, surge protective devices. Um, and so the real change here is that when you build a new home, you're going to now require to supply that dwelling unit with a surge protective device, an SPD. So you either better figure it in now uh, because when the 2020 hits, it's going to be required because 230.67 says, and A talks about surge protective devices. It says all services supplying dwelling units, that's a key, dwelling units, um, shall be provided with surge protective devices. Now, when we say dwelling units, we're still talking, we are talking one and two family. We, you know, so, you know, we're talking all services that supplied dwelling units. If it was a dwelling unit inside a multifamily building, then that would be a feeder, okay? So we're talking about any application where the services we're dealing with at the service supplying a dwelling. Now, it talks about the location. That goes on to 230.67b, and it says, the SPD shall be an integral part of the service equipment or shall be located immediately adjacent thereto. Okay, so it's either going to be integrated, and a lot of these manufacturers today will make the ones that are built into the panel. They get evaluated with the panel and their equipment before they send it out uh, in-house, uh, third-partied. Um, a lot of them will be a breaker clip-on. Uh, you can still get the ones that are going to be beside it that you mount. Eaton makes a great one. 
I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, and I stumped for it for years. Uh, gosh, I'm not sure what the name of it is. Uh, but at any rate, um, that is now going to be required. Now, there is an exception. The exception to this says the SPD shall not be required to be located in the service equipment as required in B if, if located at each next level distribution equipment downstream towards the load. Okay, so if you want to put them in each of your equipment downstream, okay, so there's an exception to the rule. So again, you're going to install it in your service. They're going to be integral part of the service equipment or they're going to be located immediately adjacent of the equipment with the exception saying, you know what, if you want to get the SVD, it shall not be required to be located in the service equipment or uh, as required by, by B, we just talked about, if located at each level distribution equipment, remote distribution panels, downstream towards the load. Okay, so you have an exception that's allowed you in here. I think most people are going to just kill this bird uh, because it has to be a type 1 or type 2 SPD. Uh, I think there you can you can put it on the line side or it can be on the load side at the service equipment. I think most of them are going to kill this bird right there at the service equipment. Okay? Now, here's another interesting part. It says in D. Now, the code tries not to be retroactive too much, but it did bring item number D here in 230.67D in for replacement. So, where service equipment is replaced, all of the requirements of this section shall apply. What does that mean for you and me? Well, when somebody tells you, hey man, I'm doing a panel change and I'm doing a, a like for like or I'm changing one panel to another or whatever I'm doing, uh, a lot of people like to say, well, look, I'm not changing the brand circuits. I'm not doing anything but a like for like. I don't have to bring anything up to any code or add anything. Well, and this, and again, that depends on your jurisdiction, but this is requiring me to actually, when I do a service change or service equipment change, uh, I'm required to meet this section. What does that mean? That means I'm going to have to add a surge protected device. So if you're bidding on the project and you're changing a panel and you're under the 2020 code and it's a panel change, uh, then you're going to have to add surge protected device if you're dealing with the service that's supplying a dwelling unit. And so that is a change to the 2020 uh, National Electrical Code. Now, I'm not going to give my comment on that because I do think that surge protective devices are uh, necessary. I've heard a lot of horror stories, especially when I moved to Texas, about things that happened in Texas, and I am firmly behind surge protective devices. Uh, it's important to install those in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions. You, re you really want to keep those leads to those uh, as short as possible, preferably one that mounts in the panel. But if it's right next to it, adjacent, follow the manufacturer's instructions to the letter, okay, in order to make sure that they're going to adequately support your system. All right. All right. So we're going to do one more change that I think is significant. And this is dealing with the emergency disconnect. Okay. All right. So we're all pretty familiar. If you've been in the electrical industry for any given amount of time, you're pretty familiar with the service disconnection means and its location in dealing with 230.70A, uh, most notably A1, where we talk about a readily accessible location. So the service disconnection means shall be located at a readily accessible location, either outside of the building or structure, 
or inside the nearest point of entrance of the service conductors. Now, that's a general statement, but there has been a change in the 2020, and it's, I guess it's, you know what, I can't remember if it's being, I don't think that it's there was a cam on it. I think it's, it's, it's actually what it is. I don't think anybody argued it. So it's going to be in the code. And that, if you have the 2020, you're going to see that that's a new requirement in 230.85. And it's entitled Emergency Disconnect. So let me read this to you. And, oh, for you want those that want to go look it up, it is SR, which is Second Revision, 7924. And you can read it. And, of course, if you have access to NFPA's TerraView, uh, you can go in and you can look at the public comments and the arguments for and rejection and commentary from the code panel, whatnot. Uh, but this has been for two cycles now. This has been being pushed uh, and it is uh, for all intents and purposes. I believe it is going to be in the code. Now, if you're from Arizona, places like that, this is not going to be new to you. I mean, you're just going to be like, yeah, whatever. We've been doing this forever. Usually out there, they do a, a meter panel combo. Um, and they're like, hey, it's, I don't know what the big deal is about. Uh, but if you're on the East Coast, this is something that we is going to be, uh, very dramatic for people, uh, because this is going to require something. And 230.85 says emergency disconnects. And it says for one and two family dwellings. Okay. So this is all this applies to now. And many people refer this as this to the fireman's rule. And it says, for one and two family dwelling units, all service conductors shall terminate in disconnecting means having a short circuit current rating equal to or greater than the available fault current, makes sense, installed in a readily accessible outdoor, you heard me right, outdoor location. If more than one disconnect is provided, they shall be grouped. Okay, uh, nothing different there in, the, in, in what we did for grouping and how you would do that and knowing in 230.72 the grouping and you know, nothing changes. And if they're two separate disconnects, again, that's what we just finished talking about in 230.71b that's being added to the NEC. See, we didn't lose the six disconnect rule. Okay, still one service to the building. All right, so anyway, it says they, they shall be grouped and then it says each disconnect shall be one of the following. All right, and this, so there's there's three three here, and it says the first one. It says service disconnects marked as follows: emergency disconnect service equipment. Excuse me, excuse me. What a what a what a. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself here. It says emergency disconnect service disconnect. Okay, so if this is the service disconnection means, this is where you're going to take all your grounding and all that type of stuff, your grounding electric system and everything, but it's also going to do double duty and you must mark it emergency disconnect and service disconnect. And of course, you got to meet all the marking requirements in 110.21b as well and the durability because it is going to be outside. So you're going to have to make sure that that gets done and all that got a good stuff. So, um, so the service disconnect has to be marked as followed, emergency disconnect, service disconnect. Now, this could be as simple as you hitting a meter, then you hitting an outside single disconnect, and now you can change over to four conductors and then go in and hit your remote distribution panel inside somewhere else. Yes, that panel in stream, 
uh, you know, downstream, you know, can be installed wherever like normal, but your service disconnect is going to be outside. That's one option. Uh, next, it says meter disconnects installed per 230.82.3 and marked as followed. Emergency disconnect, meter disconnect, not service equipment. Okay, so this is no different than we had a meter disconnect previously that truly will disconnect, but it's not to be considered as service equipment. That would be downstream, and if that's the case, you met your disconnect rule outside, now you can continue on with service the service conductors and the general rule will still apply to outside or nearest point of entry, okay? So if you penetrate through, you put it in uh, a main breaker in there, because of the rules we just read about the requirement for the main breaker, and you're good to go, okay? So that is kind of piggybacking on what was already required for a meter disconnect. You're, you can disconnect power there. So the, emerg uh, the uh, emergency responders are able to kill the circuit there. So this is going to allow that to be utilized as an emergency disconnect. But again, you have the markings that have to be put on there. It's an emergency disconnect. It's a meter disconnect but it is not service equipment, so thus you don't treat it as service, and that is not the location where you take your grounding electrode system, for example. You do that back at the service equipment. So all of these statements have to be put on there, that it's emergency disconnect, meter disconnect, and not service equipment. That would be the meter disconnect, okay, that's installed in accordance or permitted to be done by 230.82 item three, okay? So that's kind of, we had a meter disconnect before, uh, but now we have this labeling requirements. Now, the third one, it says, other listed disconnect switches or circuit breakers on the supply side of each service disconnect that are suitable for use as service equipment and marked as follows. Emergency disconnect, not service equipment. So as long as, so that allows me to have uh, listed disconnect switches or circuit breakers that are installed for whatever reason on the supply side of a service disconnect where they're purely only being utilized as an emergency disconnect and not as a service as not service equipment okay so it kind of follows the same concept with the meter disconnect all of our stuff will be done at the service okay this is simply a disconnect all right and that's it and that's what it's being utilized for so if you're looking at the 2020 code, you're going to now for one and two family dwellings, uh, and again, this is for the first responders, uh, to be able to literally cut the power off uh, outside of the building. Uh, again, very common in um, Arizona area, things like that. In fact, I was just at the, the meeting and, and had a great conversation with a buddy of mine, Phil Simmons, and we were talking about it, and, and he goes to Arizona very frequently, and he says, this is how they do it all out there. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's another reason I love to come to these shows, because I get to catch up with old friends. Of course, me and Phil are writing a book, uh, three books together, but um, so I've talked to Phil frequently, but always great to see him and see everybody here uh, at, the, uh, at the conference. So kind of why I like to come to those conferences. Okay, so... There's your three, three changes for you. The emergency disconnect, the change to surge protective devices that have to be installed now. Um, and again, those surge protective devices 
uh, our dwelling units, okay? Uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the requirements for number of disconnects in 230.71. The two to six didn't change. It's just that you can no longer have that two to six disconnects located in the same enclosure, okay? So that was our changes. That's just a couple of changes that took place for the 2020. Um, hopefully you, you have any questions about those, man, please feel free to contact us. Reach out uh, at info at masterthenec.com if you're confused about any of these changes. More than happy to answer it. You can go over to our YouTube channel uh, and listen to this podcast and post a comment there. Uh, and uh, uh, again, we'll bring you other changes. Uh, the 2020 is still in its... Uh, the ink's not dry yet. But it looks like it's uh, all these changes are at least going to go through. Shouldn't have any problems. So until next time, folks, stay safe. And God bless.